You are listening to Hydro Talks, a podcast from the global aluminium producer Hydro, setting out to explore the modern dilemmas for industry and society. Welcome to Hydro Talks. My name is Halvor Molan, and uh, today's topic is the coronavirus that uh, are affecting a number of uh, people uh, around the world and many, many companies, and Hydro as well. And joining me today, we have uh, Brian Jones, head of HSE in Hydro, and we have Nick May, head of emergency preparedness. And welcome to, to both of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, Hydro. Is a global company, and we have uh, Brian joining us for from the the UK to, today. And um, Brian, what is the coronavirus, and how can it affect uh, the employees of Hydro? Well, the the, the coronavirus is actually a, a family of viruses that uh, cause diseases in animals. In fact, there's been seven uh, so far, including this new virus, that have made uh, the jump to humans. Uh, you know, most of these diseases called uh, cause cold-like symptoms, but some can be more more serious. And, you know, many of us may well remember um, the Middle East uh, respiratory syndromes called MERSA, and, and perhaps more recently, the SARS um, uh, SARS virus, that, that uh, obviously a number, a number of years ago. You know, the SARS is much more dangerous uh, than uh, the, the COVID-19, as uh, the coronavirus is now known. Um, but of course, COVID-19 is also, is also dangerous uh, to, to uh, to a lesser extent, but we do know around about 20% uh, of confirmed cases have been classed as severe or critical. Um, so, you know, it's not as bad, but it's certainly something that we've got to pay close attention to. Have you had any uh, employees uh, uh, in Hydro with uh, the coronavirus uh, so far? No, none have been none have been confirmed uh, at, at at this point. Uh, but but to be honest, the way that this uh, coronavirus is spreading, you know that it it, it obviously is is a possibility. And Nick, uh, what are you doing to uh, to oversee this situation from an emergency preparedness point of view? Well, the, the there's a number of initiatives that, uh, that that we followed. The first one is that the the corporate emergency team has. Uh, has dictated that uh, we, we form a, a, a hydro task force. Uh, and that hydro task force has been organized in order that we've got representation from, from across the company, not just within the business areas, um, but also with representation from HSE, uh, HR, legal and, re- uh, legal and uh, regulatory, and also ISIT, in order to make sure that we're looking at the potential impacts from um, multiple different angles, but also make sure that we're coordinating all of our efforts as well as we possibly can. And uh, should people be concerned about this virus? And how do you cater for employees that are concerned? Um, we're obviously taking this extremely seriously. We're seeing, uh, we're, we're constantly tracking the infection rates, not only within Norway and within the footprints that we have for our business areas, but also globally. Um, and we've produced a number of uh, guidelines that are anchored in international um health advice so world health organization uh world health organization and uh, cdc but also anchored in the um national health authorities that are advising on what we uh, what we should be doing and what type of adv- advice have you given your employees uh, brian you you are overseeing a company with more than 35000 employees in 40 countries uh, it can't be that easy to give one advice that fits all uh, well, no, and and uh, and to be honest, far from it, because we we are seeing, 
that uh, clearly the coronavirus is is spreading rapidly. It's it's going to, to you know many many countries of the world. In fact, you know who's to say probably most countries be, before long. And the country guidance that we are getting does vary, and I think it largely varies between uh, the, the kind of type of infection or numbers of infection that are present at different countries. So what we are trying to do and our very best to do is to align with the best guidance that we have out there, the official guidance, um, but also then to have a uh, consistent approach that we can use across uh, all, of, all of our facilities. So we, we tend to split it into two sections. One is to prevent the infection in the first place, and that is very much driven by uh, good personal hygiene, hand washing, keeping distances, and obviously I'll talk a, a little bit more about that later. Um, but the second part of it is to prevent the spread of the infection. And to do that, we have implemented a number of travel restrictions. Uh, we have got some very firm travel restri restrictions in the, the high-risk areas, uh, but also we've implemented only uh, for essential business travel in, in other areas. And what, Brian, what are the, the high-risk areas? So the high-risk areas are those countries which have got a very high proportion of coronavirus uh, present. So that is China, South Korea, Iran, and Northern Italy. And for us, Northern Italy is uh, essentially anywhere north of Pisa. So that includes the Lombardy regions and the Veneto regions where uh, that was uh, where the main uh, outbreak of the coronavirus was. But there's a lot of evidence to say now that uh, other parts of Italy is also, um, uh, Northern Italy is also at risk. And what what do you say if if someone close to to an employee gets in, uh, infected? What what do we do then? Well, the, the the critical thing is as soon as we know that someone someone is infected, is that that person must uh, must self isolate, uh, or in the worst case, of course, the the person may may have to go to hospital. Uh, and each country will have very good guidance of uh, of what action that infected person must take. Uh, but clearly, if you have been working closely with someone who's confirmed to, to have the to have the virus, there will be clearly that person needs to take steps to to ensure whether they have the the infection or not. Uh, the way the infection spreads is not absolutely clear at the moment. Um, it it doesn't seem to be airborne, but maybe that is uh, something that uh, will. Uh, uh, will happen in, in the future because airborne viruses do link, uh, last longer um, than, than others. But we do believe at the moment that the disease is only spread by close contact and spending more than 15 minutes within two meters of an infected person is what's most likely to cause this infection. So even though there are no guarantees at this point, those are the, the kind of guidelines we would give. But of course, if anybody has been in contact with an infected person, they really must contact uh, they, are, they are health authorities to get more guidance. But please don't go to the hospital to find out. Please uh, um, call them by, uh, by, by telephone first. We also see that uh, a number of companies uh, are cancelling conferences uh, and uh, or giving advice on, on large gatherings. Uh, what's your take uh, on that, Brian? Uh, I... I there's probably a certain amount of common sense, I think, that, that's involved in here because we do know that so many people will go to so many destinations around the world uh, for, for pleasure. 
you know, they go skiing, they go to, to, to a whole manner of different events. And when you bring different people together from a range of different backgrounds, there could be a potential for the virus to spread. Because we do know one of the, um, the concerning aspects of this virus is that it, um, uh, it, it, it could be in your system for at least two weeks without you having any actual signs of, of the virus, but still being infectious. There's also some emerging evidence now that actually could be could be longer. It could be more like 24, 25 days. So you could easily go to a conference feeling very well, um, but actually infectious. And so therefore, I think a common sense approach must be taken here. If we can do some practical things to prevent the possibility uh, of, of infection and spreading that infection, that seems to be a very reasonable thing to do in my mind. Hmm. Uh, we have a, people from the company traveling uh, around uh, the world, uh, and less so now. But uh, we also receive visitors. Uh, and Nick, what what um, do the Hydro do uh, reg- regarding the visitors? Yeah, the, the it's a very good point. We you know we do have a a large our large traveling population, and then it's safe to assume that other companies have an equally large traveling population. Um, we are encouraging our business areas to reach out uh, to their visitors and, and their uh, contractors as well and try and understand um, the the level of risk that they have been operating at. Um, and we've been extremely clear that our hydro hygiene policies uh, and our hydro preventative measures are to be adopted by anybody who's visiting each of our locations. And then you have the visitors. You also receive uh, raw materials for your production. Is it is it possible that uh, the uh, the virus can spread uh, via raw materials that are shipped to uh, to your plants? The the evidence that we've got at the at the moment is that the amount of time that the virus can exist on a on any surface is very very limited. So the the risk of spreading the virus through contact or through touch. Uh, or through the shipment of raw materials is extremely low. Brian, do you want to add something there? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I completely agree. Is that even though it's the the contact with uh, with surfaces that may have this virus on is the is what we believe is the main reason for for the spread of this. But there, there's good evidence to say that the infection does not linger on on surfaces for for that long. Uh, however, it's not a very easy question to answer because it is all very dependent on the type of material, you know, the temperature. You know, some some things may last longer longer than others. Um, but on our products, uh, it's extremely unlikely. Uh, I hate to say impossible, but I would be edging more towards impossible. And when you consider the distances of some of the products travel and the way that they are shipped. We have um, in Hydro uh, a big production. We're producing uh, aluminium. And uh, this may, if, if it continues to spread, uh, impact uh, the production. And how are, are you preparing for that, uh, Nick? We're looking at two major, well, we're looking at a number of uh, major aspects when it comes to the, to the business continuity planning. First of all, we're trying to identify uh, risks to our supply chain that will affect our raw material supply. Uh, secondly, we're trying to, in, in conjunction with our customers, try to understand the potential impact to, to them, to understand 
what is the likely uptake of, of them and the impact on their business model. And then lastly, trying to understand what is the what is the likely impact on our on our workforce. And if we see um, a large number of infections or if we see an increase in the infection rate and a, and a large number of absentees, um, how do we actually go about maintaining production um, as close to business as normal as we possibly can? And before we round off, uh, what would your key advice be to to people, uh, Brian? First, the, the the first part is if if you feel unwell, you know, please 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 don't travel. You know, please 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 don't go to work. You know, that, that that's good good advice. Uh, whether you you think you got coronavirus or, or or not, and I think common sense needs to prevail here. But what we need to remember that the symptoms of the coronavirus. Uh, is a, a fever, dry cough, tiredness, and a general feeling of, of being unwell. But the number of people who develop serious issues for, from this is relatively small. The vast majority of people will either not know they have it or will they, they will have ma- minor minor complications of that. The, the critical things, though, is to do what you can to prevent getting the infection. So wash your hands frequently with soap and water. And if you do that, it needs to be 20 seconds. I'm sure many people uh, have heard that they're saying happy birthday to yourself uh, twice. You may look a little silly, but you're actually doing a lot of good things for for keeping the uh, the virus at bay. Or, of course, you can use an alcohol-based sanitizer, but it needs to be at least 60% alcohol-based. Please stop or avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with with your hands. That's something that, if you think about it, we are probably doing very, very frequently. And if you get into the habit of, Trying the catches of doing that—that's that's that's a really good thing. Uh, avoid close contact with people who are sick. Again, perhaps an obvious obvious thing to say, but uh, be be more conscious of it now. If you do have a cough uh, or you have a sneeze, please catch it with a tissue. Then put the the tissue into into the trash, into the rubbish bin. Uh, and if you don't have one, then sneeze into the the crook of your elbow and then prevent it going onto your hands and therefore uh, not doing anything else with that. Uh, please clean and keep disinfected things that you frequently touch, um, particularly if you're in an office environment where people may be sharing desks, etc. And just regular disinfectant is is really good for this. It doesn't have to be anything more complicated than that. Uh, but but finally, please wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. That is so so important and a very simple thing to do to help prevent this. And Nick, you have your key takeaways. My, t- my key takeaways are that um, Hydro is absolutely bound by the the rules and the initiatives that have been introduced by the national authorities. So uh, we, you know, we obviously there's a there's a there's a wide variety of direction which is coming out depending on whereabouts in the world that you live. But the first port of call should always be follow the advice and guidance of your national authorities. Thank you, Nick, and thank you, Brian, for joining us on this um, podcast for uh, on the coronavirus. Thank you for listening to Hydro Talks. Make sure to subscribe. If you have any feedback or comments, get in touch at podcast at hydro.com.